0: Welcome to the Capital Link Shipping Podcast Series. I am Nicolas Bournodis, President of Capital Link. The purpose of the podcast is to create more awareness and visibility for the functions, role, and significance of the ship management industry. As such, the podcast aims to be both educational and informative. Today we have with us Mark O'Neill, who is the President of Columbia Marlow, one of the leading global ship management firms we will discuss trends and developments in the ship management industry, and of course, we will also focus on Columbia Marlow. As an introduction, as I mentioned, Columbia Ship Management is a world-class ship management company. It was founded by Mr. Hendrik Soller 30 years ago and has become one of the leading firms in the industry with a global network, a global presence, and over 400 ships of all types under management. This fall, Columbia received regulatory approval to merge with Marlow Navigation, another leading third-party crewing and ship management firm, to create Columbia Marlow. Mark is the president of the combined entity of the merge group. So with this, I will welcome Mark to the uh, podcast, and let's start our discussion. I will ask him the first question. Mark, let's describe for our listeners What are the main functions of a third-party ship management company? In general, if I'm not mistaken, ship management involves several different functions, such as technical management, crew management, commercial management, new building supervision, and many more uh, uh, functions. So is a ship management firm expected to perform all of these functions, or is there any specialization by type of service or a vessel type or by sector, let's say containers or tankers or, or dry bulk?
1: Good morning, Nicholas, and uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your uh, podcast. Uh, I think the first point is that ship management should be all about a tailored service. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is giving each individual client, whether they're big or small, exactly what he or she wants, not some commoditized product. Uh, and If clients want the manager to provide technical through or commercial management, so be it. Uh, The manager should be able to provide all of those services in a way that that, the client wants. Some clients will want those, uh, some clients won't. Some clients will only want through management, or some will want technical management. Uh, Some will want many other services in addition, such as procurement, IT, training, environmental audits, and recycling advice, to name but uh, a few. So, I think it's all about a tailored service and giving the client uh, exactly what he or she wants. Now, I think it's important also to recognize that smaller ship management companies just aren't able to uh, provide all of those services or at least provide them in uh, a effective manner. And this is one of the big changes that we're going to see. And I know some something your later question, but one of the big changes that we're going to see in this business, uh, And that's why we're seeing more and more consolidation as of companies come together to achieve the economy to scale and allow for the levels of necessary uh, prices. So really, it, it's up to the client what you or she want.
0: I see. Well, of course, as you pointed out, there are many, many services that uh, a ship management firm can or should offer. But I, I'll, I'll go a different direction for, for a moment. Shipping is an industry that is regulated by so many different entities. And regulation, as we see as a trend, is increasing. So you have to deal with regulatory organizations, industry associations, classification societies, flag states, national authorities, port authorities, and more. I mean, it's a long, long list. So keeping up with all the regulations and complying with them uh, is a true challenge. Does a third-party ship management firm take care of all of this for the owners whose ships you manage?
1: Again, uh, because it depends on uh, the client and the type of management required, I think a, an owner-operator who entrusts us with the full management of his or her vessel, and by that I mean crew, technical and, and commercial management as well, can quite rightly expect us to ensure that the vessels and crews are managed, as to be fully compliant with all the relevant international laws and the legitimate expectation they would have. That will come at a cost, of course. You know, there's, uh, it's impossible to do all of that and for the manager to bear the cost of that. But that cost will normally be factored into the management fee and ongoing OPEX cost. Um, but, you know, compliance does come at a, a significant cost and requires the manager to invest
0: the ship management industry has experienced steady growth. If I'm not mistaken, about 20% of the global fleet is now managed by third-party managers. But you still have the remaining 80% that is managed in-house, which in my opinion represents a significant growth potential for your industry. So do you expect the ship management industry to continue growing? And what is behind that growth? What can drive that growth? And what Ultimately, what makes an owner prefer delegating the ship management function to a third party like yourselves?
1: I I do expect the ship management industry to continue to grow, and I think that's what makes it such an interesting and exciting industry and environment uh, in which to be uh, involved. But I've always said at a number of these events that I've spoken uh, at that in order to grow, managers have to... Uh, become ever more compelling and relevant to, to the ship owners and operators of today, but not just today, also of tomorrow. We'll touch on that uh, later. Uh, we have to persuade these owners and operators that it, it not only makes good commercial sense for them to subcontract out certain of their functions, but they actually need to use us for those uh, for those services and how do we do this? We have to demonstrate that we're able to deliver to them. Getting this commoditized chip management service, uh, but it's getting the Columbia Marlow relevant. Tomorrow shipping environment and particularly with regard to uh, digitalization. So I come back again to where I started. We have to stay relevant and compelling. There has to be a reason for an owner or operator to come to Columbia Marlow or any one of the other uh, shipments.
0: Mark, you know, following uh, up on your reply, um, of course, you know, I understand how compelling it, it you know you make it to uh, to owners to come to you. But I wanted to ask you is Third-party management an option for the smaller owners, or is it also for the larger owners? And is there a fleet size that makes the option of third-party management, if I can say, absolutely compelling? Um,
1: I, I don't think so. I, I, I think uh, ship management is as relevant for the small owner as it is for the bigger. I like don't think. mm
0: I can see that clearly a third-party manager creates a platform that generates economies of scale across the board, and all these economies of scale can translate, obviously, into higher efficiency and lower cost. But there are so many areas within the platform that you are involved, that you're providing crewing, training, purchasing, IT, telecommunications, insurance, and, you know, it's a huge list. Uh, and in every area, you have need for investment. Uh, so are, are there any specific areas where you see a bigger need for investment or a bigger potential uh, as you as a company?
1: Well, let's deal with uh, need and, and, and opportunity uh, for investment. Uh, uh, as far as need is concerned, our focus as from the Apollo, uh, and post. Has always been in training, uh, the quality of our uh, crew and staff, and IT digitalization. Firstly, in relation to training, uh, we've invested literally millions in building and operating training centres of excellence around the world, providing the highest standards of initial and subsequent training, and affording uh, crew and staff a degree of pastoral care. And this is really, really important. Pastoral care and it's not only uh, gets the crew in at the one end, but retains the crew and retains the Will simply not be able to achieve uh, the challenge on the training side or the challenge on the digitalization. To ensure that, that we and our clients can formulate the necessary digital vision and agenda to take us forward and to do that danger, of course, and it's a trap which some ship managers are falling into, is that the the manager looks at these investment opportunities and the platform services uh, far more than he or she does at the core functions, which is the crew and the technical management. If you take your eye off More exciting perhaps for uh, outside equity investors or IPO f- uh, floatations. Uh, but I think long term, if, if you're going to stay in the business and stay successful in the business, you have to keep the focus on the service, which is the core function of
0: crew and full management for the benefit of the client. Well, Mark, you know, obviously you are an operator, you know, you're part of the industry. So naturally, of course, and correctly so, you take the very long term approach because that's what. Uh, you're offering as a company for the long haul. Uh, But if I can jump forward, you spoke already about digitalization. If we can stay on that topic for a second. Everybody talks about uh, digitalization of shipping, and you have been a great uh, speaker on the subject. So can we delve into that a little bit? And what what is digitalization? Is it... uh, IT, cyber security, uh, big data. Uh, what What is it and what does it mean for the industry and, and how do you really cope with it?
1: Yeah, I think it's all of uh, what you said, Nicholas, and uh, more. I, I, I must say uh, I have spoken much about this simply because I've made digitalization of uh, Columbia Marlowe, my personal responsibility, and I really do think it has to sit with the CEO of a business because of this existential struggle that that I talked about earlier. The success or the failure of the business depends on whether it is or will become digitalized in sufficient time. What do I mean by digitalization? Digitalization is not just a question of do you have the latest software? Do you have the latest hardware uh, within your business? No, it is the intersection of technology, processes, and innovation. All three of those, and and software and hardware only falls as part of that first, that technology uh, element. And you need to have not just uh, that digitalization in place, but you need to have a digital vision and agenda. And over the last uh, three or four months, we've been formulating with our partner, Lufthansa, Just that, a a digital vision and a digital agenda so that we get started on this road to digitalization, uh, we get started on the right road and in the right way. But it's important to to appreciate, too, it's not just a case of digitalizing your business. Before digitalization, you need a, a, a program of process excellence. You need to look at what you do and whether you can do it better and then digitalize that because otherwise you're digitalizing imperfection which will be a huge waste of time and cost further down the line. Now the digitalization needs to be also client and future client facing so that you and your, your, your clients are compatible with the industry drivers of the future. For instance, if we are right and are going to see a lot more vertical structures coming into the um, supply, the sales, the trade uh, environment. The Alibabas and the Amazons coming in and uh, taking over the entire vertical chain. Then we, as a ship manager and our clients, the the ship owners/operators, need to make sure that they're digital.
0: So, Mark, we have seen. Uh, I mean, that, that was a great answer, and, and thank you very much because I think that's a critical topic for the industry and the need. Uh, as you very correctly uh, described, is huge in that area. So we have seen uh, increasing consolidation in shipping, both at the industry level and also at the uh, you know the owner level and in the ship management industry itself. We can mention the Anglo Eastern merger with Univan, the V Group taking over BB Ship Management and Correct Ship Management, and Columbia Ship Management is the latest example. You merged with Marlow Navigation. So, what Drives this consolidation. Do you think that there will be more consolidation going forward? And in this context, what does that mean for the viability and competitive positioning of the smaller ship management firms?
1: Yeah, I think I think we've we've already touched uh, in a sense on on this question, where I've talked about um, economies of scale, efficacy, and efficiency. Uh, but, but but let's let's look at this again. I, I think in all sectors of the maritime industry, there is this strive for consolidation, and there's no difference in the ship management industry. In fact, I think in in worldwide industry in general, uh, there is a consolidation. uh, I don't think that, I think it's a pretty accepted dogma, really, I don't think a smaller ship manager, and by that I mean a ship manager that has uh, less than 100 ships under management, can uh, achieve the economies of scale and levels of necessary investment uh, that can be achieved by the larger shipments. I think that has to be uh, a given. But to that extent, and to that extent alone, uh, uh, size is uh, important, It's big uh, Big is useful. Now, that doesn't mean that the smaller manager can't provide services of the same quality. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity around uh, the, the operations of the bigger shipments managers, niche operators, uh, and, and there's no doubt that they can provide uh, uh, qu- services of the same quality. But those services and that quality will come at a much greater cost to the client. If we were looking at the business and the industry pre-2008, when uh, the owner-operator was um, achieving acceptable return, then that extra cost to the client was not so relevant as it is now. Now it is extremely relevant. Clients are looking at for economies of scale. They're, they're also looking for the same quality. So ship managers have to do uh, more for less and more for less better. Uh, and that's the challenge. And I think the bigger, the consolidated ship managers are able to satisfy uh, that objective. I think the smaller uh, ship managers suffer and will simply not make acceptable returns to stay in business.
0: So if I look at the ship management industry as a whole, uh, what do you looking ahead, what do you see as opportunities as challenges for the industry?
1: I, I think opportunities um, uh, we've, uh, we've, we've already it is uh, uh, focusing on our core focusing on our core function focusing on trying to expand that 20% share of the market, make ourselves more relevant and compelling, and, and persuade owners and operators that that this makes sense. So we we raise that 20% uh, percentage, it would be a great percentage. As far as challenges, I think trust. You know, to date, ship, manager, ship management needs to um, build up trust, demonstrate trust uh uh that they can be trusted to the clients big or small and that those clients are receiving the the, the very best tailored service uh, and that that service is uh, being delivered in a wholly transparent and, and honest way I think that is crucial and that is a, a really big challenge for the um, management business I think another challenge is everyone talks about partnership and and you know we've made it uh, our motto of the merged Columbia Marlowe, Partnership Redefined, uh, everyone talks about partnership, but but actually they talk the talk but don't necessarily walk the walk. Our motto will be at the, the very core and will steer everything we do. Uh, and that's partnership to our clients, partnership to our crews, partnership to our staff, and partnership to uh, our service providers. And we have to remember, and this comes down to my earlier point, Nicholas, about focusing on our core function rather than chasing the perhaps more profitable platform services that have described. We have to remember that we are service providers, not an investment vehicle. Uh, we exist uh, by virtue and because of uh, our clients, uh, their, the, the crews, and, uh, and, and staff. And, and we have to remain compelling and uh, relevant. I think that's the final challenge. And it really is a challenge. If we take our, our eye off that need to remain compelling and relevant, uh, then uh, we will fail to succeed and, and we'll go out of business very quickly.
0: Mark, uh, a lot of people tend to think of shipping as an independent industry, as an industry that functions on its own in a highly competitive and global scale, and they think of shipping as a volatile business and so on. But I believe, and you touched upon that already, that the industry is changing. Shipping is becoming increasingly more part of the logistical supply chain of an industrial chain. So this is true, uh, again, I go back to what you mentioned, with the large commodity and energy users, the trading houses, and now with the advent of companies like Amazon, DHL, and Alibaba where shipping is clearly part of a vertically integrated um, supply chain. So how do you think this can affect the shipping industry and also the ship management industry? I would think that for the ship management industry, that would be a positive for you.
1: Um, I I don't think it needs uh, different capital, and it it, it should need uh, outside uh, capital. However attractive, an investment vehicle, a a ship manager might be. And in fact, I I think I would go as far as saying um, that that the hunt for outside investment uh, and capital, again, can prove a distraction from those core business functions of crew and and full technical management. So uh, I, I think the Uh, the danger here for ship management is that they flirt with uh, the outside capital providers, the investment uh, with a view to ultimate location and chase the more profitable platform services as as I've described them and as a consequence
0: The global trade. So I think a number, a lot of people, especially those who are not directly involved uh, with the industry as you are, they don't realize exactly the vital function of shipping, uh, which is an artery of uh, the global trade. Uh, and in that, uh, I think uh, context, uh, of course, uh, if you if 90% of everything that moves goes on ships, um, we can see the importance and the vitality of this industry. Anyway. Uh, you know, as we discussed, there are so many areas where ship management firms need to invest. Does the industry need capital? I think it would. And um, we have read, uh, you know, recently about the possibility of public listing as a way to attract capital. And how do you think the industry can attract capital? And does it need more capital?
1: Um, I don't think it needs um, if different Capital and it, it, it shouldn't need uh, outside uh, capital, however attractive an investment vehicle a, a ship manager might be. And in fact, I, I think I would go as far as saying um, that the, the hunt for outside investment uh, and capital again can prove a distraction from. Services uh, those core business of, of, of management, and really uh, avoiding flirting with uh, the outside capital providers, which, which as we all know, are chasing uh, ship managers as they are any of the service
0: providers in the Mark, you made a very interesting point that um, you know when you have a public entity, uh, because of the transparency uh, that you know it, it generates puts a lot more pressure on short-term performance, uh, and it's always a challenge to combine keeping that uh, short-term performance going quarter after quarter, and at the same time, investing for the long haul. So, you're absolutely right that I think uh, you know, public listing may be, for a lot of companies, a great way to source capital, but at the same time... It changes the nature of uh, sometimes uh, of management focus.
1: The, the focus becomes the uh, it The focus becomes the bottom line uh, and, and fattening the calf for slaughter. It doesn't become the the service. And, and there is a you know there is a humbleness and a humility. That comes with it. You know we we have to keep reminding ourselves that we are in this business because of uh, our clients and we're there to serve our clients. Yes, they're healthy balance sheet of the uh, p account is, is always nice, uh, but it can't be at the expense of the service. No client will begrudge us uh, success if we're, if we're focusing on the service. We're giving a great service to them uh, and in a transparent way and returning as much value as we can to them. But we can't be chasing. Uh, our, our ultimate goal can't be flotation or, 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 or outside
0: investment. It has to be clients have to well, I have to uh, I have to, um, to agree with you, uh, but at the same time uh, I should uh, highlight the positives for other industry, for certain industries of being public. Since capital Inc. deals a lot with public companies, and uh, yes. I think capital markets do provide growth capital. But I I, I do see y- your point of view uh, as I think well.
1: I, I think there is there is certainly room for uh, capital investment, and, and, and if it's done intelligently. And that capital investment is uh, provided as partners for growth, as opposed to um, uh, in accordance with an exit strategy and and, uh, um, reaping the the reward of a a short period investment. And when I say partners for growth, there is room for capital in the platform service and the peripheral services that can be built up uh, with, with. Partnership with capital, but that the management company focuses, rem- focus on the management, uh, and, and let uh, these other uh, platform services uh, develop in their own right, if uh, be used, if and when and how the clients require them, not as a as a primary focus.
0: Correct. So let's now. We had a great discussion. Let's conclude our discussion by focusing on Columbia Marlow. Mm uh you've uh you know you have uh, gotten the regulatory approval you are now in the process of integration of the two companies um so if you can share with us your objectives your plan of action you know wh- what lies ahead for uh, for the company
1: mm. well thank you for thanking the opportunity um look the, these mergers always take time, and i think the worst thing you can do um, in in the position we find ourselves in is to, is to rush them we found that uh, both sponsorship management and Marlowe Navigation have extremely strong brands in their own right, uh, and indeed they have strong client and staff uh, loyalty. The, the beauty of our situation compared with other mergers is that here we have two companies which are uh, entirely compatible with one so we're not talking about um, uh, both companies forming the same business on the one hand you have Marlow Navigation, which concentrates primarily on crew management, and on the other, you have plumber ship management, which is a, a full management. Uh, so they, they are compatible and can sit alongside each other uh, very easily. We don't have to drive these two companies uh, together and risk For the most part, it will be uh, in both companies, the same people doing the same jobs that they've always done really, really well for- core values and that is what we see as partnership redefines and and that again is at the core of everything we're going to do uh, going forward.
0: Mark, this has been a great discussion. I really thank you very much for uh, sharing your insight. Uh, I think we have reached now the the end of our discussion, but it has been very interesting, very detailed, and uh, I think the ship management industry is a very vibrant industry, lots of things happening. And I'm glad that we had the opportunity, I think, to, to provide more information and raise more awareness on the industry and, of course, on, on what you are doing at Columbia Marlow. Uh, in concluding, uh, I would like to mention that the podcast is available on Capital, Capital Link's website at podcasts.capitalink.com. And also, it will be available on iTunes and Google Play. Capital Link aims to bring you weekly podcasts on critical topics for the shipping industry, discussing with industry leaders and decision makers, as we have today with uh, Mark O'Neill. So thank you to everybody for being with us, and we look forward to having you next time.